Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sueños y Deseos. I am your host, Yesenia. For those of you who are new, a warm big welcome. This is episode four. Let's go. If you know me, you would have automatically realized this episode's title is a play on Sleepless in Seattle. And here I am on my way to Dallas, treating it like I'm living my best romantic, comedic life. Ah, what a dream. <laughs> Speaking on romanticism, I wholeheartedly believe in romanticizing every aspect of my life. It makes me happy. A wise man once told me we can choose to live any way we want. And after dibbling and dabbling in so many different lanes, this is the one that fits my truest self. I'm all about nourishing my soul and this definitely does it. So what do I mean about romanticizing my life? Well, I came across a TikTok during the pandemic. It had these dreamy luminescent colors of pink and purple with a woman saying, you have to start romanticizing your life. You have to start thinking about yourself as the main character because if you don't, life will continue to pass you by. All the little things that make it so beautiful will continue to go unnoticed. So take a second and look around and realize that it's a blessing for you to be here right now. There's an article I read from the Feminine Fancy that says, you're running through the forest, listening to the wind cut through the trees as you pass them one by one. The smell of the redwoods engulfs your senses and the crisp air is starkly contrasted by the warmth your body creates from running. You're laughing and yelling back at someone you love to keep up. When you stop to catch your breath, he catches up, throws his arms around you, grabs your face and kisses you. You're elated. Heightened senses and gratitude for love and life take over. Everything is good. <laughs> now imagine this isn't just something you dream or hope. And this isn't at all about a man. This is all about us, ladies. <laughs> but that feeling is what I'm talking about. That feeling where it feels completely whimsical and filled with romance. So often we fall into the rut of work, eat, sleep, repeat in our routines. And we act as if our life is something that is happening to us instead of us happening to life. Does that make sense? We watch romantic comedies, QTV shows, videos of our favorite content creators, and we look at them at times as if having a beautiful life is something completely unattainable, something that other people get to have and we don't. But that's simply not the truth. The truth is that we are just as deserving of a beautiful life with romance and butterflies and beauty as anyone else. So how can we create this? We create this by taking every opportunity throughout the day to romanticize our lives. Romanticizing your life is a fancy way of saying that you take the mundane daily task and turn it into something wonderful, something beautiful. Driving in traffic isn't a bore. It's an opportunity to call up an old friend or listen to your favorite album. It's all about turning the ordinary into the extraordinary because every day has the potential to be the best day ever. If only we give it a chance. Life is absolutely a gift. There is a woman by the name of Ruthie Lindsay, who I have always admired and looked up to immensely. Ruthie has this infectious zest for life that you hardly come across. I first came across her social media back in 2016. I truly feel like there was something serendipitous about her. 
a divine connection. You see, when I was 16, I was diagnosed with a heart condition, mitral valve prolapse, and sinus arrhythmia. MVP is a form of irregular heartbeat. For short, I call it MVP. MVP is an improper closure of the valve between the heart's upper and lower left chambers. Mitral valve prolapse can develop at any age. It can run in families and may be linked to other conditions, such as infection and connective tissue disease. For me, I was a young high school athlete, and one day at volleyball practice, I got a stomachache after drinking a bit of an energy drink. I thought nothing of it. I just figured my body wasn't used to that stuff. It was the first time I'd ever had any sort of energy drink. A few weeks later, I was drinking those glass-bottled Starbucks Frappuccino drinks. We had gotten them from Costco. I had one to drink for three consecutive days in my fourth period class in high school. On the third night after drinking one, I had this awful nightmare. To this day, I remember that nightmare so well. I woke up in the middle of the night unable to breathe. My chest was extremely tight and my heart was going what felt like a mile a minute. I remember exactly how it felt the first time I experienced what I would later call an episode. I went directly to my parents' room. I assumed my dad would tell me everything's okay, it's nothing, and tell me what was going on. But that's not what happened. After telling him what I was feeling, he took my pulse, visibly looked worried, and God bless him, he sat me in a chair, gave me a baby aspirin and a banana, and he didn't know it then, but that was a really good remedy for the time being. I was terrified, to say the least. I remember feeling extremely afraid, even though I was in the most comforting place I could ever be. For whatever reason, on this night too, I had these shakes growing up, usually in the evenings where I had a stomach ache. These stomach aches would come on at random growing up. And when I would slowly start to feel better from the stomach ache, my whole body would start to tremble every few minutes. That's how I knew whatever was going on that was causing my stomach to hurt was passing. And this same night, after my dad had given me the aspirin and the banana, within 30 minutes, I started to tremble And I knew things were getting better, and my heart started to slow down. I remember starting to fall back asleep in this big lazy boy chair in the corner of my parents' room. And I honestly woke up the next day feeling okay, and I continued on with my week. The following week, I was in my best friend's car on the way to dinner with her family, and as we approached the restaurant, I started to feel nauseous. I started feeling a tightness in my chest. It reminded me of how I felt the week before. And sure enough, my heart went out of control again. I remember my best friend's mom being extremely comforting, taking me back home, and that's when my parents decided it was time for me to go to a doctor. The following day, the moment my pediatrician heard my heart, he said, I can hear a faint murmur. That was the first time I had ever heard that word. My pediatrician recommended me to a cardiologist, and so my heart health journey began. After a few months of EKGs, a heart monitor, and further testing, we found a diagnosis. My cardiologist explained to me that the caffeine in the drinks I had consumed was triggered my episodes. So caffeine needed to be removed from my diet as well as anything that could stimulate my heart. With MVP, thankfully, it's a condition that isn't necessarily something that can shorten my life. It also isn't anything I necessarily need medication for. I wish I could tell you it's been an easy road, but my personal journey with it was far from. 
From the age of 16-ish to 26, I had about a dozen episodes per year that on a scale of 1 to 10 were a 7 or 8 in difficulty. And because no one in my life has anything similar, it was really hard to feel understood. Oftentimes I felt because I was always okay or got through an episode on my own, most people around me made it seem like it was no big deal. Now, I would never wish this on anyone, but sometimes during those years, I wish someone around me could feel what I felt just so I felt more understood. The only people I felt like I could talk to were my doctors, the cardiologists, the emergency room doctors, and my nurses. Fast forward to 2016 when I came across Ruthie Lindsay's page. I had gone through the toughest year of my life physically. I had been in and out of the emergency room almost once a month all year. I had been left undiagnosed with a nasty gut bacteria called H. pylori. Now, H. pylori sucks, but throw it into a body with a heart condition and man, my adrenal functioning was all messed up. My potassium would suddenly drop because my body couldn't retain any vitamins long enough. And so my heart would just spasm. It was horrible. It was a horrible year to say the least. On a side note, I hardly ever have gotten colds or the flu, but for whatever reason, I always get these rare ass things that no one in my life has ever had. For example, I came to the conclusion that because I wasn't born with MVP, I most likely got it through rheumatic fever as a child. Now, what rheumatic fever might you ask? Scarlet fever. Did I have it? Yes. Only once? No. I had it twice. And if you know anything about this disease, to get it once is rare enough, but to get it twice within seven years is almost unheard of. This was another thing I developed that no one around me had ever gone through, but I feel confident that this is why my heart had issues later on down the road. So there I was. At the end of 2016, I had been living in the Bay Area and going to a doctor there who unfortunately just hadn't diagnosed me properly. I ended up going back to a doctor who was my primary care doctor growing up, and immediately after describing my symptoms, she knew what I had, and then the testing I took that day confirmed it. So there I was with H. pylori. Now, is that the end of the year-long nightmare? Oh, no, 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 no. It wouldn't be a senior without facing yet another challenge. So then comes the fixing of H. pylori, a triple antibiotic, what they call a Z-pack. And what happened during the Z-pack? Well, my body was too sensitive, as I do not even take over-the-counter medication, and it was so strong that I felt every single, every single side effect. But the worst one was a temporary beat in my heart. One of the drugs in the Z-pack contained azithromycin, and other antibiotics in the same chemical class have the potential to prolong the QT interval on an electrocardiogram. This can trigger abnormal heart rhythms in the lower chambers of the heart. The night after my niece was born, I was driving home, and an onset episode happened. Had to pull over, I called 911, my heart was beating about 165 beats a minute, sitting down, my blood pressure was through the roof, and I was sent to the ER. This was the first time a doctor had picked up an issue on my electrocardiogram that caught something that I hadn't already been diagnosed with. The ER doctor explained to me that the EKG said, and I immediately stopped taking the z pack 
And keep in mind, this was actually the second time while on the Z-Pack for two weeks that I had been taken to the emergency room. I'm so thankful that doctors saw what he did. Those nights leading up to it were some of the worst nights of my life. The medication had also, on several days, made me hear, like, almost like, I don't want to say voices, but I heard stuff. And it was almost like my anxiety out loud. And that's something I've never shared with anyone before. And I didn't because of how afraid I was. One of the side effects to the medication was that. And not only could it have been temporary, prolonged usage of the azithromycin can make it permanent. I thank God so much that all of those symptoms only lasted while on the Z-Pack. I will never, ever again take it, but it's something that was truly life-altering for me. It's something that during that time and everything going on, as you can see, it was a lot, was just so much. Q-in, Ruthie. Miss Ruthie Lindsay, I have hardly ever reached out to strangers on social media unless I'm engaging in comments of some sort, but I ended up DMing Ruthie. I had first come across her Instagram during those two weeks on my Z-Pack, and this is why I called interacting with her serendipitous. It was coming across her story. She has an incredible story. Ruthie was in a horrible car accident in high school where she was almost left paralyzed. The recovery was a very difficult process, and a few years later, right after getting married, she was walking outside of a Starbucks when something made her black out. She found out that one of the pieces of screws in her neck that they had used to fix her spine in the accident was poking her spinal cord. After months of testing and imagery, it was too dangerous to operate further, and so Lindsay to this day is left with half of her body feeling on fire at times and numb. The pain levels she described sound extremely unbearable. At times, she was left in long episodes of debilitating depression. She thought her life was over. It was something as I listened that I just couldn't fathom experiencing. The way she talks about it is life-changing, and what she did after that was life-altering for me. She chose to say no to the pain She chose to get up. She chose to fight for her life. She chose to view life like it was being viewed for the very first time every waking moment, truly like the gift it is. She decided to live, feel, breathe, and talk only about the good all around her, the blessings that surround her, the life she was given as a gift to live, to live. When I first heard her story, I cried so much. I immediately sent her a message and told her that during one of the darkest moments physically, emotionally, and mentally that I was going through, I had reached out to her. And I was so surprised when I got a caring response back. Ruthie has a huge following. I didn't expect her to see it. I guess I just expected a sort of comfort in knowing I shared with her what she did for me and what hearing her story helped me get through. Even without her acknowledgement, I would have felt fine, but it meant a lot for her to respond. Fast forward two years later, 2018. I'm in San Francisco as I'm talking to a friend at a very busy nightclub. I see a face I never expected to see in a million years. No, it wasn't Ruthie, 
but it may as well have been. His name is Jedediah Jenkins. And to this day, he is one of the reasons I believe in serendipity. You see, Jedediah has a best friend, a woman who he is inseparable with. Can you guess who? In a city that neither of us are from, in a place where no one would expect either of us to be, he passed by me. I was in a state of shock. I bet most people would compare it to seeing a celebrity, that in awe moment that kind of surprises you. I'll never forget my friend that was next to me going, what, that guy? Because he thought for a moment I found him attractive or something. Jedediah would probably laugh and say he is nothing of a celebrity, but it took a few moments for me to gather myself, and then I got the courage to approach him, and I'm so grateful I did. He actually was sitting with a group of men who all directed, created, wrote, and starred in Crazy Rich Asians. But ironically, although they were all lovely, all I could focus on was Jedediah, which made everyone else in the group laugh because Jedediah is the only gay man in the group, and here I was swooning over the only gay man there who was best friends with someone that literally helped me in many ways get through an extremely dark time. All the guys found the story hilarious. All of those men were so extremely polite, and it was a very wonderful encounter. So there I am telling Jedediah everything, and there he was saying, Oh my gosh, you are my girl, you are everything, I'll have to tell her. I've met a lot of quote-unquote celebrities in my day, but as I've told my little sister, we are all human. There are amazing stories of human beings out there, if only we just listen. I'm sure I'll run into and meet new people throughout my life, but there's a special place in my heart that will live forever in me about Ruthie and meeting Jedediah that time. There are billions of people in the world. I just don't know one can't believe in destiny and hope. It's happened to me too many times in my life to ever look in a different direction. And this is where my life ties into romanticizing every single moment Ruthie was such an amazing example of that, and ever since 2016, I truly, truly have tried to embody that in my everyday life. I have always been a happy person, but there's something different about making every moment, even the tiniest of moments, into the most amazing experiences. There are so many reasons why I wake up every morning telling myself to be mindful of my thoughts and actions, first and foremost with myself, but then with my loved ones and those I interact with. I truly know how precious life can be. 2016 was in my eyes the worst, but there have been many times prior and many times after where looking from the outside in, my life wasn't all roses. As the episodes continue, you will learn more. But today, I definitely wanted to share this message with you and the following. I live with a grateful heart. I truly know my heart is unique in more ways than one. The times I cried and asked God, why me? I understand it now. If I could tell my 16-year-old self, why you? It would be because my life was meant to change the lives of others, starting with my loved ones. I acknowledge the blessings I have in my life, and I don't ever take it for granted. There's a quote from Albert Schweitzer that says, At times, our own light goes out, and is rekindled by a spark from another person. Each of us has cause to think with deep gratitude 
of those who have lightened the flame within us. That's what Ruthie did for me, and I hope to be a light towards whoever I come across. I hope I can be that in some way for anyone listening. It is truly my loved ones and my best friends who have been my light through my darkest of days, and through it all, no matter where my journey takes me, one of my purposes is definitely to be that light for anyone I come across. Gratitude turns what we have into more than enough. It always will for me. This week, I hope you count your blessings. I hope you look at those around you and remember how much they matter. I hope you tell your loved ones you love them. I hope you find joy in your every day. I hope you seek peace and love in every moment. Most of all, I hope you know how much you matter and how unconditionally loved you are. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Blessings. This is Sueños y Deseos.